What's up, everybody? Welcome to GMs for Hire. My name's Will Polson. Alongside with me, as always, Matthew Perry and RJ Strope. And we are here to bring you another video today talking about where the NCAA football season is standing, as we've seen a lot of schedules come out. We've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of turmoil from some players. We've seen players <clears throat> opt out. We've seen a movement on Twitter. Uh, we've seen a whole entire conference opt out. So, we're here to kind of bring you the skinny on everything that is college football right now. So to start off, we'll start with that conference. The MAC conference so far, the Mid-American Conference has decided to opt out of their football season. They will not be playing any football this upcoming 2020 season. And I, I hope it's not a domino effect, but I can imagine it could be. Uh, it, it, usually it only takes one person to kind of start a movement, and that could be the one group of people. A lot of people are kind of optimistic, saying that, well, it's the MAC conference. At least it's not somebody like the SEC or the ACC or something such as that. But, I mean, if one conference starts it, another conference could go along with it. So uh, get your opinions on this. Obviously, as sports fans, we want to see sports happen, but – uh, I can imagine where there is some give and take regarding it. I'll start with Matt. Matt, what's your opinion on the MAC conference deciding to shut down uh, all all program this season? Well, I can't really blame them. You know, uh, player safety has to come first, especially since these players aren't being paid anything, which is a whole other issue uh, I can go on about in my own episode. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, I see this as a domino effect. Um, I think – uh, the MAC conference made the right choice in canceling it. I, I know, I know I want to see college football as much as the next guy um, and being without it is going to be tough. Um, maybe I'd postpone it before canceling it, but I can't blame them for canceling it. You know, player safety is first. Um, but I personally just see this as a domino effect. Um, yeah. We've seen a lot of people opt out. Uh, number one, the biggest person probably opting out is Micah Parsons on Penn State, a huge name, one of the top recruits uh, in the upcoming 2021 NFL draft. It's somebody that as an NCAA fan, you wouldn't want to see opt out because that's an amazing talent to have out there. But now with that conference going down, I mean, as mentioned, Matt says it could very well be a domino effect. Uh, RJ, I know, this is going to get interesting from your perspective. So uh, let, let's just hear what you have to say on the matter. Um, I would just like to know what is the difference between the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, the MLS, NASCAR, UCF, or UFC, the WNBA, the PGA, and college football or college athletics as far as that's far as that goes what is the difference how are we so safe that you know the nfl the mlb all these professional sports leagues can continue to have their season and can continue to compete but we can't see college football players we can't see college baseball maybe we probably won't see college basketball there are a ton of college sports that are being affected by this while we get to watch professionals go out here and go pick up chicken wings from strip clubs, but God forbid 
we've got a player out here who goes to his math class and goes to football practice on the same day. That's just not safe enough. How, how are we coming up with these conclusions? That's, that's really what I want to know. Um, I think it's, you know, there's a, go ahead. I I know. I just, I just think there's a price tag on everything. You know, the players uh, in the, uh, leagues that you mentioned are all getting paid to do what they're doing. Student athletes don't get any kind of compensation unless, you know, slipped under the table. So I think that's definitely a factor in why they wouldn't play compared to some of the other leagues. And when college athletics is so wide, so vast across the country, much more than the 30 MLB teams, 32 NFL teams, it's got to be tougher to isolate. It's going to be tougher for travel and you're putting, and in the end, it's students you're putting at risk, as well as, you know, the the athletes come back to their campus, and it could even spread from there. So I just I don't think it's safe. I think the professional leagues are under different circumstances, considering there's no campus they have to go back to, or anything like that, and there's not a billion different schools that have to interact. So I see where you're coming from, but I just think they're on two different levels. You know, okay, well, you mentioned the players not getting paid. The players aren't the ones that are derailing the college football season. It's the presidents of the universities. It's the commissioners of the conferences. It's these people that are threatening to cancel the college football season. Will, you mentioned there is a hashtag going around on Twitter. I believe it's the number one trending thing on Twitter right now. Hashtag, we want to play. I've seen Trevor Lawrence. I've seen Justin Fields. And I've seen Sam Howe, among a bunch of other players, tweeting this hashtag. It's not the players that are opting out that are the problem here. Because, obviously, you have that freedom. If you are worried about it, if you are Micah Parsons, if you are Rondale Moore, if you are Rashad Bateman, and you understand you are probably going to be a high draft pick and you don't want to risk your health, do it. That's completely fine. Go ahead and opt out, go to your draft, you know, get ready to go make millions. I, I don't I, – I have no problem with the players that want to opt out with safety in mind. My problem is these commissioners and these university presidents stepping in and saying, nope, it's not safe. How can you say that it's not safe as far as these other sports having bubbles and things like that? Uh, I'm not going to speak for y'all, but I've been going to USF for a little over two years now. I've had exactly one class, one, with a football player. Um, I don't – it's not like they, – they can be, you know, separate from us. Um, it's not like we're always taking the same classes. Hell, there's plenty of cynics out there that think players don't even go to class at, play, at places like Alabama or, you know, Carolina and Kentucky basketball. I know people, you know, just kind of assume they're just whatever. But these players are – yeah, no one's going to be 100% safe. All right, let's, let's stop that right now. The only way to be 100% safe is to stay in your house and never leave your house again forever for the rest of time, okay? Because this is a virus that's going to be around until we have a vaccine, until we build the immunity, till things like that happen, this is going to be a part of our life. The flu virus, it never goes away. It just keeps coming back. This is going to keep happening. The only way to make sure you 100% don't get it is to stay home. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not going to live in fear. Trevor Lawrence apparently isn't going to live in fear. Justin Fields, Sam Howell, they're not going to live in fear. They want to play football. And Trevor Lawrence, 
Will, when you edit this video, I think you should put Trevor Lawrence's tweets somewhere on this. He went on a rant, and it's really the the most realistic, the most honest thing I think I've heard anybody say about college football here in the last few weeks. They are going to be safe on campus. Um, not 100%, but they are going to be safer because they are in an environment where health comes first, where they are constantly being tested, where they are constantly, you know, having to remain, you know, and be responsible to make sure they're not going out and doing things that would give them a more, you know, a bigger opportunity to catch this virus. Being on campus, you're going to have more at stake and you're going to have players being more responsible, getting tested more, and it's going to be better for them if their health truly is the number one concern here, player health. It would be much more beneficial to the players if they were at the football facilities, getting tested, staying you know, safe and away from everybody, than if you send them back home where they can't even be on campus. You send them back home where – there's nobody watching you to see if you're going to stay safe. You can go out and do things without a fear of, you know, contracting a virus that's going to, you know, affect your football team. You put your health into your own hands. But if you know you have to be responsible for 52 other guys on your team, you're going to be more diligent and you're going to be more responsible. So this whole thing of the player safety being first, I understand it, but it also isn't correct. Well, it, of course, it, I mean, it's correct. It's very important. I, uh, the college presidents that um, you claim are the ones trying to shut everything down, they're, they're simply looking out for the players' safety as well as those around them. And, and that's fine. And you saying they're on campus being is safer, I don't know. Uh, I personally am set to stay on campus at USF this semester. And from the emails I've gotten from the directions we've received, besides random testing at any time, I don't see any rules against leaving campus. You know, you talked about, uh, you used Lou Williams earlier, you didn't say his name, but he was the one that got, got the wings with the strippers leaving the NBA bubble. You know, me as a student at USF, I have to leave for work. I have to leave campus to go to work, go to, go to the store. I'll, I'll go home and see my parents. I only live like 30 minutes away. Who's to say the players can't do the same? Yes, they're, their job for at least most of the college students or the college athletes is their sport. But who's to say they're not going over to the Walmart and doing whatever and this and that. I mean, it just, it doesn't add up. It's not safe unless you have the players on lockdown in an actual on-campus bubble, which then you'd have to factor in travel and all that. How would that work? It just, I see where you're coming from and I don't, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news but I just don't see this panning out for college football. There's just too much to put together. Okay, you haven't been on campus since the spring, right? I think, you, right? Well, I was there like a week ago. Um, but I'm saying like living on campus. Oh, right. No, yeah, I was, there in the, I was there in the spring. Okay, so over this summer, have you still gone to work? Have you still gone to Walmart? Have you still gone out to eat? If mm-hmm. player safety is truly the number one priority, if you're sending players home, aren't they still going to go out to eat or go to Walmart or go to the gas station? Aren't they still going to be doing that? Well, I'm not saying they should be sent home or even not allowed on campus. I'm just saying what you're saying, what you're saying about campus being safer isn't necessarily true. There's Uh, more testing. 
there's more testing on campus. How is it not safer? No, I agree there's more testing, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean someone can't catch it. And that's what I'm saying. Travel. You're not going to avoid it. Like, you, you're, there's no way to avoid it unless you literally lock yourself in your room f- until you die. There is no way to avoid it. So wouldn't you rather be in a situation where there's more testing and there's more responsibility placed on you to, to you know, look out for your teammates than be in a situation where there's not as much testing and you can just basically go do whatever you want? I think, I think there's, a, there's risks on both sides. And I personally, yes, I would also stay on campus if I was one of the football players because I agree with you that more testing is good and beneficial and kind of keeps everything in check. However, it does not, you're not completing the picture here. You're, you're painting half of it and you're leaving the other to like, I don't know who's making your decisions. But, you know, travel is definitely a very important thing for college athletics. Um, we, we've seen some conferences such as the SEC now go into interconference schedules, which is a step up, I would say, keeping them within a certain vicinity of the country. But you still Which have- also isn't always correct either because Florida, the University of Florida is a lot closer to Florida State University than they are the University of Alabama or Texas A&M or any of those schools, but whatever. Right. I mean, same can be said about what the MLB is doing geographically. I don't know all the mileage, but yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it's, it's a step forward than having USF go to Texas or whatever the case is. It, I, that, that was just an example. I know they're not in the SEC. I don't know the SEC schedule off the top of my head. But you get the point. I just think travel and all that's going to come into play. And then you bring the football players back from that away game. You don't know what they brought back. I know they're being tested. But I don't – unless – yes, okay. You saying that the football players are kept away from the rest of the students on campus – Sure. Yeah, that's that's what you would have to do. Okay, then okay, then if you're saying that, then cool. I can agree with that. Keep them isolated from everyone else. Sure, we can work that out then. That's a so situation why? Campuses anyway. A lot of the, especially the student athletes that live on campus, a lot of them do only live with their athletes of their sport. Uh, I know a lot of situations may have to where at least that's the way with the underclassmen. Some situations, whenever they get older, some athletes will live with other athletes of other teams. But that's very rare. I know it's definitely more to where football is rooming with football and baseball be rooming with baseball. And There's no guarantee there, unfortunately. There's not. But if that's what they have to do to try to make ends meet, then, I mean, it, it's something that could be done. That's yeah. If you can keep them together, I think that's their best bet. And I think that's fine. So the Mid-American Conference, why didn't you try to maybe do this instead of just going full doomsday and canceling everything. Oh, I, Why not try to come up with some kind of idea, some kind of scenario where you can make this work and at least salvage some money for your university? Because this is something that, you know, it, it's, it's not great to talk about, I guess, because health is obviously more important than money. But we are going to see a huge economic fallout all across the country at these universities. We don't go to a Power 5 school. USF? They needed that money going to Austin and playing the Texas Longhorns this year. They're not going to get that now. That's a huge loss for our university. That's our money that we needed, and we aren't going to be getting it. And there's a lot of schools that are much smaller than USF that counted on going to Bama or going to Auburn or going to Florida State and making $2 million, and now they're not getting it. We've already seen the fallout. I think Stanford – already discontinued a bunch of their sports we've seen a bunch of colleges do this and it's not going to stop 
Yeah, I, I, I said from the beginning of the video, uh, first mentioning the MAC, that, that I, I would have preferred if they postponed it rather than straight canceled it, just because I think there's a chance to work everything out um, and maybe pray that things start letting up on the United States case-wise. Uh, but th they made the decision to cancel it, and it, in the long run, economically might not be the right decision. But I think if you're looking out for player safety, then I, I don't see a problem with it. Um, it just shows – in the end, it will show which conferences care more about safety and managing that, making an effort to manage that, and which ones just care more about the dollar sign. And I think we'll see the bigger ones. They'll be the last ones to uh, kind of fold and just put it off or, or just say we're not going to do it this year. Um, but, yeah. I I think the next couple of days are going to be very telling. The next couple of days are going to be very telling over the NCAA because not only after the MAC conference has decided to opt out, but now you have this we want to play movement on Twitter going absolutely bonkers. Before this episode, it was reached, it had already reached 26,000 tweets, not to mention that I'm sure people are tweeting during this episode, and I am guarantee people are going to be tweeting after this. So it's, it's a big movement, and it's getting a lot of attention and so I think the John Steinbrecher, the uh, the AD of the MAC conference, he's going to have a lot of uh, a lot of questions to answer. And because this doesn't just happen, yeah, I mean, to be the first person of the movement, a lot of people are going to look at you as the as the guy with all the answers, and he may not be ready to answer all those questions. This week is going to be a very very important week in the the history of college football. And by that, I mean, I don't know how much time we got left, Will, but. You got about three minutes. We've seen some things where maybe these ADs don't want the players to unionize and maybe the coronavirus is just a cover up because we've seen players from certain conferences kind of unionize. And so they're going to use the coronavirus maybe to cancel it and try to put an end to that. This we want to play movement. That's just going to unionize them even more. Um, that, that's going to be their worst nightmare, and I think it might come true this week. Also, we've seen reports that the Big Ten might be canceling their season as soon as tomorrow. They just dropped their schedule like five days ago. In these past five days, what happened that made it less safe to play football? Nothing happened. The only thing that happened was the MAC opted out, so the Big Ten is reacting because they want to be on the right side of history, even though it's all bullshit. So that's just my you know, take on it. We'll take us out. Whether, whether you're being reactive or proactive, as mentioned by RJ, this is going to be a big week for college football. A lot of questions need to be answered. So I guess we'll figure out what teams will answer, what conferences will, as well as what teams will just not bat an eye to it. So until then, any, any parting words for either one of us? Yeah, we want to play. I want to play. I'll opt in. I got four years of eligibility. Damn right. I may be graduated. I may have a degree, but I, I've got Matt Perry's free. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else better to do. I'm in. Tip up my nose. Think I care. Yeah. <laughs> but until then, I, I guess that'll be the end of it for the MAC conference opting out. We will figure out what the rest of college football is going to do. But until we have those answers, I've been Will Paulson, Matthew Perry, and RJ Strope. This is the GMs for Hire. Thank you all for watching. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.